All right. Uh, good evening, everyone. It feels weird to say that. It feels um, so strange. It does, yeah. Not used to it. Welcome back to Dungeons and Airwaves. Uh, there is a bit of delay, unfortunately, with the episodes going up. So this is technically episode 21. Uh, the previous episodes will be up by Tuesday. Just been some issues with audio there. Um, but how is everyone? How are you feeling? Pretty good. Excited to be back doing a live episode. Pressure yeah. is on. So just just to, just to sort of give everybody that's listening a bit of backstory, we um, the past five episodes we did um, in our own homes using um, an online program that we were able to create a podcast with, and those those episodes will be up on our podcast. Um, our dedicated DM Ash has been working extremely hard to upload, to edit and upload eight hours of audio for each episode, which is fun. Um, so there's been a bit of a delay there. And now just to reassure anyone that's listening, we are following all COVID safe protocols, even though this is going out live on air, we're not in the studio. We are using the power of zoom to bring this to you. It is quote unquote. Modern live. problems require modern solutions. Modern yes. problems require modern solutions, indeed. I, d- I don't exactly know at what point everyone just decided that Zoom was going to take over Skype for Business, but there you go. Skype for Business is being phased out. So, as of I think like sometime later this year or early next year, it will no longer exist. My God. Oh. And that, oh, just yeah. one thing that I should point out for all of our listeners um, don't adjust your radio antennae don't adjust your streaming settings on the tune fm website if that's how you're listening to us because we are all using zoom and all using computer microphones the audio might be a little bit dodgy yeah we'll try our best to make it sound good um but we're limited to working with what we've got i will grab my headset to make sure we get some better quality out of it well billy is going to billy is going to go and get his headset um hopefully by the time you guys listen to this. Um, regional New South Wales is set at the moment to come and have lockdown on the 10th of September. So let's hope that Armadale does indeed not get their lockdown extended so that we hopefully can be back live in the studio for properly's sake next week. Fingers are crossed. And I hope, like you said, Ash, there's a Fingers bug. crossed. There is a bug on my finger. Um, I oh. hope that all of our listeners, I hope you all are doing well out there. And M, Billy and Ash, I hope you all have had a phenomenal week too. Yeah, it's yeah. been pretty good. Yeah. Just I mean, year it's older. Monday, right? So how bad can the week have been? Well, you say that. Monday is everybody's least favourite day of the week. No, I, I don't like like Tuesday, Thursday, because it's not the middle of the week, so you can't be kind of like, ah, oh, hump day. But then, like, it's not the end of the week. Yeah, that's valid. Um, My favourite day of the week is Thursday. See, I... Saturday. Mine would probably be Tuesday because, at the moment, that's my first day off, um, which means I've got, like, a spread of two or three days off where I can just be like, yeah. Yeah. But um, I guess we'll jump into the recap. This one is going to be a little bit longer than normal because... Most of you out there won't have heard the last five episodes, so I guess, Ash, take us away. Yeah, so the last episode that is up on Spotify now is episode 16, and during that episode there was some exploration done by our trio through the Windgates. They each individually, or in Gordian Leonette's case together, ran into an assassin. 
each intent on killing their respective members of the party. Now, they were all easily able to kill their assassins, um, during which time, well, actually beforehand, Gordy stole uh, a journal from Sir Oren's study. Borrowed (laughs) Borrowed with no intent of giving it back. And Leonard and Gordy went deeper into this secret tunnel that they discovered where they came upon uh, what we have dubbed Sir Orem's Fungin, which you may remember the other members of the party have been here once before. During this time, Kodak, after managing to defeat his own assassin, proceeded to heal him, tie him up, disarm him, and drag him around the wind gates looking for his friends. Uh, Working purely on muscle memory alone, he managed to accidentally meet up with Gordy and Leonette, whereupon they each uh, put this assassin into the magical chair and left to explore another tunnel. And at the very end, they came upon a shrine to what looked to be the founder of Leonette's religion. And after musing what it meant and why it was here, they were discovered by uh, not necessarily angry, but a upset and kind of offended Sir Orem. And episode 16 left off there. So episode 17, um, I guess, spoiler alert when you listen to it, uh, will revolve around the three of them returning to interrogate the assassin Kodak very heavily um, (laughs) uh, interrogates him and traumatizes the poor man, insisting that he is to leave them alone. He is to not, under any circumstances, um, follow them, nor any of his members are to follow him. He then sent a finger of the assassins to Auntie Wicklow. who was delighted but confused as to this gift, but promised to do her best when it came to helping with this matter. Uh, They were all also given magical items. Kodak was gifted a gray bag of tricks, a bag of beans. Leonette was given a ring of spell storing, um, which contains one use of the teleportation circle spell and Gordy was given a necklace of fireballs. Now, after they succeeded in interrogating the assassin who insisted that Kodak go and talk to his sister in the Ironback Forest, um, <laughs> Leonette had a conversation with Sir Orem while Gordy and Kodak, with the help of a Featherfall scroll, knocked this guy out, stole his stuff, and threw him off a cliff. Um, He safely safely drifted to the bottom uh, where he was left on his own while Leonette and Sir Orem discussed faith and the meaning of faith, and Sir Orem gifted Leonette with a series of letters describing his relationship and the demise of Queen Adrea I, who is the founder of 
the eternal flame. After this, they all went to bed. Um, certain aspects of Sir Oram's identity were hinted at, and they traveled onward to the Ironback Forest to meet Kodak's clan. Um, during this time, they didn't really run into any difficulty on the road, but they were found immediately by Kodak's younger sibling, Misha, and a bear that Kodak didn't recognize and who didn't seem natural. Um, they entered the encampment and met the clan and discovered that there was some uneasy, uh, not necessarily a truce, but there was an uneasy alliance between the clan and the cultists that have been serving as the antagonists of our, of our party. And Kodak's older sister was not pleased to see him, which led to a vicious fight, which Kodak just barely won. Uh, which cemented his place as the leader of the Ironback clan, which he opted to share with his younger sister, Misha. After this fight, they delved deep into the temple there in order to find the final orb that they needed for Sir Orem. There was a, a series of puzzles that they needed to solve, and they finally managed to make their way into this room where they were attacked by strange undead that were being controlled by plants. And these undead were able to regenerate unless they'd been hit by fire. And they quite easily, well, not quite easily, it was a difficult battle, but they were able to dispatch these foes whereupon they took the final orb and returned to the surface once more where Kodak surprised Gordy and Leonet by inducting them as members of Clan Ironback. So they are now full members of the clan with all the rights and responsibilities that entails that. And that is where we left off in our last session. So we will pick up uh, early morning as the three of them get ready to head towards Coltown, which is, I believe, where they decided to go. Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. So what are the three of you doing right now? As it's mid-morning, you've still got some painted symbols on your faces and you are surrounded by members of the clan who are just going about their daily routine. I'm just still, I guess, in shock about what happened last night about being inducted into clan Ironback. Beautiful, beautiful moment. Is, um, is, is Kodak with us? Um, I'm just kind of cruising around getting a few bits and bobs from around the site. Okay. Um, just things that we may need, a couple medicinal herbs, stuff like that. I will... Sorry. I will go up to the closest clan member and I will just respectfully ask, <clears throat> uh, has, has anyone seen Ursula lately? 
Um, you know, I'm not really sure. She kind of left, which, if you ask me, that girl's been... She's had a, a long tether for far too long. She needed to be reined in. I'm pleased that our friend... I'm pleased that our friend could return and assist you. Well... It was a sad day for a lot of us when Kodak left. His father, his father was a good leader, and it is a, a damn shame what happened. I am getting the sense that he puts too much guilt on himself for what was not his fault. Yeah, you're probably right there. He's uh, always had a bit of a responsibility complex. Well... Nothing said nothing. There's nothing like a estranged family member coming back and bitch slapping you to rein you in as an out of control leader, I suppose. How long ago has it, how long has it been since Kodak left? Oh, almost a year now, I think. Goodness me, a year wandering the, wandering the continent looking for direction. My God. Well. It is something of a uh, something of a tradition in our tribe. You know, when you come of age, you go out and you find a story to impart on the clan when you return and you go traveling for a year. And when you come back, we all have a big celebration and we tell our entire history. And then once the previous year's history has been said, then the people who went and came back, they add their own stories. I believe you me, my friend, when he does return for good, whenever we are done, I think he will have one hell of a story for you. Well, judging from the just his traveling companions, I would say so, huh? And he <laughs> gives you an elbow in the ribs that is surprisingly hard. <laughs> uh, yes, you can say that again. I can imagine there wouldn't be many, many, uh, many people that could say that they've been traveling with one of my kind. Oh, well, one of those... Uh, Mountain dwarves down there, you know, we don't see many of them heading towards the surface. And if they do, they very rarely go back. <laughs> we are certainly a very, very odd trio, that's for sure. Oh, indeed. And uh, what about you? You're dressed in the garb of those uh, fancy folk that do all the singing and the chanting with the fire. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to say you're definitely not a human there, my friend. Uh, yes, make uh, make no mistake. I may share their garb and I may share part of their beliefs, but I do not share their immense devotion to their cause. But you are most correct. I am not a human. Well, you know, I think... Um, I don't agree with the people that Ursula brought in. I think they took things too far and I think that... Uh, they were definitely using her and her fears, but, you know, as much as we here worship and revere nature and we return to nature when we die, we are a part of it. I think there are some of us who would be interested in the thought of something greater that, uh, that you've got going. You are. But um, from what I've heard, they don't really take kindly to outsiders and non-humans in that religion. I think they'd have a hell of a time if they just opened their minds a little bit. You are a very, very wise bear, my friend. Oh, I've been around the block a few times. 
it took me a very, very long while to even get remotely within the smallest of their ranks. Mm-hmm. So what is your plan for the next few days? Well, I believe, uh, unfortunately, disappointing as though it is to take Kodak away from his home again, I believe our travels take us through take us through Coldtown, and then we're going to head back to somebody that can hopefully give us a few more answers about what exactly is going on. Mm, interesting. You know, I think the world's a better place for Kodak sometimes. Our world here in the forest is small, and uh, you have to leave sometimes to grow, see the world. You do. But sometimes it seems like he might have left his brain behind in the woods. <laughs> if you ask some of us, you never really had one in the first place. He's a kind lad, but thinking is not his strong suit. Heart full, head empty. That's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> uh, See Kodak in the background, just kind of, he's walked back in from the trees, just a single tear. He's, he's just picking his nose. <laughs> Accidentally slaps himself with the branch as he pushes it to the side and it comes back. Um, so Kodak was looking for herbs, right? Yeah. A few bits uh, can you pieces. roll a yep. nature check for me? Yes, yes, I can. That will be wait, was it nature or survival? Um, either or. Oh. Um, well, I'm going to use survival then. 17. Okay. With a 17, you are able to essentially refill your herbal kit. Um, so you now have enough medicinal herbs and the like to create uh, a few more recipes. Fantastic. Uh, what is Gordy doing right now? Um, I probably would have just been like walking around the camp, just having sort of like a look at things, just being curious. Um, but then sort of like doing whatever I needed to do to prepare for the journey. Okay. Um, you were able to find some... Uh... My brain's gone slack. Some supplies. It seems that in this culture of people, pretty much there's there's not really a concept of stealing or theft as everything is open for everyone to take. Mm-hmm. So you are able to get some food, some water skins, some extra bed rolls, things like that that you need. Perfect. And at oh. about... Yeah, after yep, having continue, got those, sorry. I would have just gone back to wait with the wait with the horses. Okay, yeah. At about like late morning, um, coming towards noon, the rest of the party, uh, after finishing up what they were doing, you all meet together with Misha, who is uh, crying a little bit, but they have just a couple of, of gifts for the three of you. Well, the two of you. 
Uh, what are you doing to prepare at this moment as Misha is approaching? I'm more or less just going to sort of be um, gathering together all of my supplies and getting them ready for transport. Okay. Yeah. Very excitedly rub, um, holding the apple in my hands and I'm going to give to Midnight and Onyx. Yeah, they happily crunch on it, leaving some, you know, juice and saliva dribbling down your arms. My horsey boys. The real trio is Leo, Onyx, and Midnight. (laughs) I feel like that's a spin-off campaign, surely. (laughs) My Little Pony, Giant Edition. (laughs) My Not-So-Little Pony. (laughs) (laughs) so misha is carrying uh just two sort of bags of things and they present leonet and gordy with one each and if you look inside you find that there is um a necklace for both, which is got a bear claw at like made with bear claws and bear tooths. Um, and it's not magical or anything. It is just a gift that they have made and crafted for you. How wonderfully touching, Misha. I'm so sorry. The equivalent of this is like giving someone a necklace made of human teeth and fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrifying. <laughs> To scare off the other bears, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Misha's just like, this is not only a gift, but also a threat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you're all going to 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 Coal Town, right? Yes. <laughs> um. Yes. I, I would be careful if you go past Avonlea. Um, there's been some bandits in the area uh, around the lake. And, you know, um, if I, I understand if it's too much, Coal Town's been doing a lot of logging and just a lot of destruction near the Ironback, and while we're going to get ready to, you know, resume our nomadic routes, if you could just maybe bring it up with whoever leads the town and let them know that there's just a really destructive influence in the world and that they're not really helping, um, I'd be really grateful. Of course. Can do that. So, um, yeah. Um, thank you, and you're always welcome here. We will I'm definitely go- be back. I'm going to put the I'm going to put the necklace on with a big smile. Okay. And what about the rest of you? Are you preparing to leave? Anything you want to say before you go? I'm just going to give Misha a big hug. Just kind of like appear with my bag of supplies and just be like. 
Yeah, they they respond in kind and heartwarming sibling hug. Yeah, and then they pull the the rest of you in for a huge hug. And yeah. as you mount the horses and prepare to make your way back to where you hid the cart, we'll cut to a quick song break. Uh, you've been listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM. We'll be right back.
All right, everyone, we are back. Thank you very much. Um, can I get a survival check from the three of you to see if you can remember where you hid the cart? For some reason, I legitimately thought it was, I, I don't know why, my brain immediately went to survival check for instant death or something. 18. <laughs> 18? I have to quickly look up my thing. Like okay, oh, you, failed the, you failed the survival check. A branch come like a branch breaks from above and washes you dead. Oh my god! I have mildly. It's all right. My first roll was literally just like a three. I'm like, well, this is going to be a great night. I'd fail blackjack. Kodak and the team finds a bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> if it helps, your survival's a plus four, which is decent. Yeah. I'm, I would fail terrible. black. I mean, black still look great. Twenty-two. Nice. Twenty-two, eighteen. So, Gordy, you are, you are just not used to being in nature like this. Everything looks the same to you. Yeah, but Leonet, that tree. Yeah, a couple times. Leonet and Kodak. Um, surprisingly, Leonet actually knows exactly where he's going, more so than Kodak for once. Um, but you find your cart exactly as you left it and it only takes a few minutes to brush off the leaves and evict any critters that have decided to sleep in there. And you're able to hitch the horses to it once more and begin to make your way back into civilization and along the manicured roads to hit Coal Town. 100 mugs of mead on the wall, 100 mugs of mead. Take one down, you pass it around. And Kodak's brain just full. I don't know how to do maths. <laughs> oh my god. Also, like, just a meta little thing. Once me and a group of friends, we were swimming in the river and we legitimately went from 100 to that song down to zero and it was one of the most proud moments of my life. That's impressive. That insane. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess so, we're just, this is me riding a horse. Um, what are the three? So who is running the wagon and what are the three of you doing at this moment? Um, I'll sit at the back of the wagon and keep an eye out behind us. Um, I'm just kind okay. of sitting in the middle of the wagon. I'm just in Riker at the moment, keeping watch overhead. All right. Um, can I get a... Uh, I'm just I'm seeing through Racker's eyes for more. Yeah, <laughs> to be more specific. Not that kind of campaign, Billy. Um. <laughs> Did you say perception roll? Uh, yeah, and uh, add advantage for Kodak. Shit. Okay. Oh, that's good. For a moment, I thought I had negative one, but I was looking at performance. Um, I got nat- non nat twenty. Non nat twenty. I got a 15. So you don't see anything out of the ordinary along this road. Um, But Gordy and Leonet, you are able to see that up ahead, the road begins to snake in two different directions. And there is a signpost. You can't make out what the signpost says. But there is a fork up ahead in the road. 
Oh dear. Which way should we go? Kodak picks up the fork. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been waiting so long to use that. (laughs) That was hilarious. I hated it. (laughs) Yeah. I Um, suppose we should wait until we're close enough to see the signpost before we decide which way to go. Am I familiar with this area? Um, roll a, roll a just a general intelligence check for me. Phenomenal. It was a 14, but with my modifier, a 13. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of familiar with this area. Um, you know, one way leads to Avonlea, which is where Katya is from. And you're fairly certain the other way leads to Coltown, but you don't know which way leads to which. Guys, both these roads lead to our destination, but I don't know which one does. And I just kind of look. So one of them leads to Avonlea. Correct. Yep. And the other one leads through Coltown Radio. Um... So if we make the right choice, we'll, we'll be going the right way. If we make the wrong choice, then we're not going the right well, way. <laughs> and just kind of... We were headed to Coltown, were we not? Should we not just follow the road to Coltown? Yes. That is true. <laughs> that is the plan. What is, is there anything in Avonlea... Is there anything in Avonlea that requires our attention? Are you asking me or are you asking the other characters? I was asking the character, yeah. Yeah. Misha did say something about the trees. No, that was in Coal Town. That was Coal Town's been doing a lot of logging, but that there are bandits in Avonlea. In that case, I would advise that we do not go the Avonlea road. Perhaps we should just to let them know of Cartier's fate. What? Cartier was sending them money, wasn't she? Right. There's people yeah. there relying on her. Yes, right. Sorry. So she was. I, for a moment, I thought that she was. I, I forgot. I thought she was sending it to Coal Town. Hmm. Do I know roughly how much of a detour between the two? Oh, we have a map, don't we? Uh, yes. Do you want me to send you the map that I made? At this point, I feel like Ben, Billy, and M all rolled in that one for intelligence. <laughs> um, okay, let me just... I'll pop the map It's been a long Facebook. day. These eye bags. It has I actually see them on camera. Oh, I just realised that's the wrong map I'm looking at anyway. I'm just going to chuck it in War Council. Let me find it for you guys. For reference, War Council is the name of our campaign group chat. We are not committing war crimes. I mean, you can also just cut this part out. Just to make it easier, because it's going to be silence for a little bit while I find the right one. Okay. What character sheet is that? Oh, that's Kodak's first character sheet. Oh, look how little he was. (laughs) (laughs) Ingot Valley on this map vaguely looks like two nostrils. 
Oh god. It does. You're not wrong. Oh, the, 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 whole the smoke from Coal Town. <laughs> okay. So six is Coal Town, five is Avonlea and the um, lake, and you guys are coming from like that little area off to the right of Avonlea. So we're sort of in between five and six, between Avonlea and Coltown. Yeah. I maintain we should head towards Coltown. Mm-hmm. I agree. Meta, I'm just, part of me is just like, if Cartier wanted them to have money, she shouldn't have died. In fairness, she did arrange for it to be sent to them. That's true. She did. Hold on. Didn't she... Wasn't she meant to owe Sir Orem something for that? And then she just went and died? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. No debt uh, will take me. Uh, Sir, or- Sir Orem's debts are like hex debts. They die with you. I like to think Katia just racked up a heap of debt everywhere. It's like, yeah, I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. Done a Han yeah. Solo and disappeared. Go on, skis. And she was also killed... I was about, nah, never mind. I was going to say she was killed by a loved one, but that doesn't work. She was killed with a loved one. Yeah. Mm. By definition, she was killed through a loved one. (laughs) 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 That's awful. That's awful. But you know, I, I, my cat, I would vote we go towards Coal Town. We, we do not go to Avonlea for the time being. That's fair. We do have business in Coltown. We should attend to it first. But I would like to mention that we should probably stop through there at some point. Oh, Just in case there's people there that are wondering where Kati has been all this time. Well, if it's going to just be a quick stop, maybe we should go there first. Look at the detour, though. It will take, it will take quite some time. Yeah, it might. It's on the way back to the Wingate. Yeah. Oh, Wingrate. Yeah, we can always sense. stop in then. It makes, it makes more sense just to stop there when we go, when we head back through to the Wingate. Sounds like it's a plan. Whole town we go. And at that, I will sort of just get the horses, uh, get the horses to turn, and we'll head towards Coal Town. Okay. So, can I get another perception check from the three of you? Most definitely, sir. That's a first. Usually I get a no. Hey, get out of my sandwich. 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 No. It's just Riker in two bits of bread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 15. 21. 21. 14. 14. Sorry, 13. 13. Okay. Okay. That was a really weird so Kodak up ahead you can see that there is what looks to be a massive tree branch uh, like a tree trunk that has fallen blocking the path has from what I noticed has it fallen or is it like the last one that had fallen and I got shot with an arrow (laughs) a nature for me will do that was horrendous Either way, 12. It looks like it's legitimately fallen. Okay. Guys, there's a tree down on the road up ahead. Should mm. probably move legitimately that. fallen. Now, uh, roll initiative. 
<laughs> the tree gets back up. <laughs> I am no tree. I am plant. Yeah, no, okay. Um, I will sort of bring the cart to a stop and I'll get out in order to move said tree. Wait, no, I won't. I will remain in the cart just before I do that and just sort of go, this could be a trap. It's possible, but either way, this tree is going to have to move for us to continue moving. Fair point. How big is the tree? Like, does it look like we could reasonably move it, or is it like we're going to have to cut this it down? This tree and move it in is huge, and it's definitely okay. not body sized. Yeah, cool. So we all three. Okay, well, I will then. All right, very well. Stop the cart. I'll hop down and try and move said tree. I'll assist. Okay. I will also. Would you like to more branches? All roll a strength check for me. All rolling a strength check. Getting rid of these dice. Six. Oh dear God. That wasn't at mine. That was at just here in Codex. Nine. <laughs> My strength is nice. <laughs> okay, so it's all on Leo. Yay! What's your twenty? What is it? Eighteen. Nice. You all grunt and groan and budge, but this is a thick old growth tree, and you are unable to move it. Well, can we go around it? If you can't, if you can't move it, and then I'm just gonna like light my hands on fire. You burn it to the ground. Hey, wait, that could work. Kodak's just like Kodak just goes blank stare and pictures like half the iron back on fire. <laughs> just like flashbacks, just Don't worry, Kodak. This is a hazard reduction burn. <laughs> okay. Just thinks of fire resistant trees in the forest and was like um, can I get a perception check at disadvantage while the three of you are like Focusing on this, and um, yeah, oh, the first good roll, and it's bloody and it's can't even advantage. use it. Um, that's a seventeen. <gasps> Eight. <laughs> okay, the first one was nineteen. Please be a good roll. That one. Five. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the cards go. Um, <laughs> Gordy. You are the only person to notice that in the trees on either side of the road, you can see just the glint of weapons. I will immediately scream, dive for cover, and yell out to the other two. Okay, I have sent a link for you to join into Roll20, and can I get everyone to roll initiative, please? We will cut to a quick break. Uh, You're listening to Dungeons & Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM. Melted back to life Done my time and served my sentence Dress me up and watch me die If it feels good, tastes good It must be mine Dynasty decapitated You just might see a ghost tonight And if you don't know, now you know I'm taking back the crown I'm all 
And we're back. And we will start off with From the Trees. A human man in plate armor comes rushing out. You saw weapons in the trees, Gordy, did you? Theo, a whole man has just come rushing out of the trees. Oh, McTitties! Oh, shit. Um, and using the tree as cover, uh, he is going to fire at Leonard using his heavy crossbow. There is no need for this to end in violence. Fifteen to hit. Yes. Fifteen hits. Yes, let me just specify, when we, you know, rested for the night after our initiation, we long rested, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank Christ. Yeah. yeah. Then yes, 15 does hit. Okay, so you didn't put your shield back on. Unfortunately not. And now I really, 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 really wish I did because I forgot that I took it off. Okay. Um... Does that um, does that cost an action? I'll let you uh, equip it as a bonus action. So you take 10 points of piercing damage. I just sort of massage my wound. Um, And you can see now that more and more people are emerging from the trees. 
Looks like looks like we have a fight on our hands, boys and girl. <laughs> Wait, there's only one girl and one boy. I've messed this up. Looks like we've got a fight there's... on our hands, boy girl. <laughs> Listen up, my bitches. We got a fight on our hands. <laughs> okay, Gordy does a 13 hit your AC. No, it doesn't. Okay, so he slashes once with a scimitar. And then seeing that it misses, he goes in with a dagger in his offhand, which is a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> um, which will be six piercing damage. And swipes again with the dagger for a nine to hit, which I'm going to guess doesn't hit. No, that doesn't hit. Okay. So from there, Leonette, it's your turn. All right. Um, do I know which one of them shot at me? Uh, oh, kind of. Right. Um, you can see that it was this one. Yep. But you also don't have clear line of sight because he is behind the tree. Yeah, okay. But can I see, would I have a clear line of sight on Bandit 4? Yes. Okie dokie then. I will, just trying to figure out which spell to cast, I will... Um, I will cast at second level, um, guiding bolt. Okay. Um, Roll for it. Now, is there anything in addition to guiding bolt? Because I think that means it gets disadvantage or you get advantage. Next attack on it should have advantage. Okay. Alrighty then. Ha ha, 21. 21 to hit. Yes, sir. That definitely hits. Yes. Five damage, five D6 damage. Please be 30. Please be 30. Please be 30. Please be 30. Max roll. Okay, not 30, but still respectable. That was a solid 16. 16. Um. Become enlightened. Awesome source. Anything else? Are you going to equip your yes. shield? Uh, can you only have one bonus action per turn? Yes. Bollocks. Then yeah, I'll equip the shield. I'll cast okay. my spiritual magic smacker over the head up next turn. Okay. Bandit number five. Just a DM question. You said that man was in plate armor, right? Yes. Awesome. Do, 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 do. And he moves up five, twenty, then uses the last ten feet of his movement to climb on top of that. Apologies for the background dings. Um, fortunately, using Zoom makes it very difficult to silence those. Okay, and that is a 21 again to hit at Kodak as he throws a dagger. Yep, that hits. 
which is four piercing damage. Throws a second, which is again a 21, uh, with seven damage. So 11 points of piercing damage in total. Yep. Kodak. And next turn. Moves up. So you can see now that they're all sort of just encroaching and it looks like they've flanked the road. Oh, damn it. Uh. <laughs> okay, well, now they're behind us. That one of them just like zipped over. Oh, my. Yeah, they've got, <laughs> I've got 30 points of 30 feet of movement. Um, bandit four. Is there any, Billy, maybe oh. you know this while Ash is rolling. Do you know if there's any spell in D&D that can like temporarily displace objects? Uh, depends on your definition of displace, but blink is 100%. Cause... Blink, banishment. I just yeah. love Blink does it. I love the idea of because Bandit 5 is currently standing on the top of the tree. I'd love to like temporarily make the tree disappear and then the tree come back and squash him. I think that would be really cool <laughs> if that's a spell that's in the D&D lore. Um, I don't think depending can... on how the DM goes, if you dimension door said object and drop it on someone. Yeah. There's lots of ways um, to get creative with spells. There is. That is a 19 against your AC, by the way, Gordy. Uh, Yeah, that hits. Just use a teleportation scroll and say, I teleport the tree five feet vertically. (laughs) Why stop at five? So he doesn't have enough time to move out of the way. Five points of slashing damage against Gordy. And that is a 23... Yeah, that definitely, As he definitely slashes did. at you once with his scimitar, then stabs with a dagger, dealing another four points of piercing damage. What is part of D&D is the math. It is, yeah. I, I agree with that. Okay, and you see uh, Kodak as this man approaches you he has two swords drawn a long sword and a short sword and he is flanking so he has advantage on attacks so that is a 17 18 19 20 22 to hit yep Um, so that first attack does 10 slashing damage yep Um, that's a natural one, but it has advantage. Um, so that's a 24. Oh, yeah, that hits. Which does five slashing damage. And both of those attacks were done with its long sword. He slashes once across, then back, and then stabs with his short sword. With a 16 to hit. Yep, just makes AC. Which does eight points of piercing damage. And Gordy, it is now your turn. Perfect. I am going to chuck a fireball right here. Okay. Because that should hit 
those four but miss Leo. Sorry, yes. not Leo. Kodak. Kodak. Um, um, so just remind me, what is the range on Fireball? It's 20 feet. 20 feet. Um, yep. And the... Eh, um, the circumference, like the the area that it affects. Oh, sorry. The area is 20 feet. The range is 150 feet. 20 feet. So 5, 10, 15, yep. 20. You imagine a spell sniper build and just fireball someone from like 600 feet away. Okay, so you're throwing a fireball down there. Yep. Now they all need to make dexterity saving throws, yes? Yes, they do. Four. Yep, that's four. Pull all of my D6s over here. Okay, so Bandit 1 rolled a 16 plus 3. So 19 on this guy. Oh, mm -hmm. um, Bandit 6, that was a 6. We've got a 5. Okay. What is the um, the DC on this one? I'm just trying to find it. Uh, um, it should say on the necklace of fireballs. Let me double check for you. Yeah, no, I think it does. I just had the fireball spell open. Um, okay, so 15 it, is the save. Yep. So only one reached that save. The rest all failed. So go ahead and roll. Perfect. Well, these dice are just like too big. And Kodak, as she's rolling, you just feel the heat as out of nowhere, a massive ball of fire erupts. I just hear that tink, tink, tink as it like hits the ground and explodes. <laughs> Pretty much. There's just, you see out of the corner of your eye, Gordy grabs something off her neck throws and you just see this little tiny ember and it goes tink, and then that is 30 damage 30 damage in total yes oh does okay. it have a plus thing let me double check um it does not no, no. yeah so 30 in total okay so the one that saved takes only 15 All right, anything else on your turn? Um, can I still attack with my dagger? Um, it would be yes. like an offhand attack? You can do an offhand attack as a bonus action, correct. Okay, I will attack bandit three with the dagger. Okay, and you are flanking with Leonette, so you get advantage there. Boy, my rolls have been terrible. Oh, these ones were actually really good. That's a 22 to hit. That hits. Nice reverse psychology on the dice there, Em. Okay. <laughs> like, I'll show you terrible weight. Stop, don't come back. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, no. Okay. Anyway. That was a four. Four damage? Um, you can do sneak attack on that. Yeah, I was just looking at that to double check. So that's an extra 3d6. 
That is an extra eight damage. An extra eight. So 12 all up. Gotcha. Awesome. And I will note in this red square, um, I am experimenting with destructive environment and things like that. So because you are amongst nature, this red square is now burning. So for the next three rounds, anyone who steps in to this red square will take uh, a D6 of fire damage. Burn, like baby, burn is a disco inferno. I have a question regarding my slam attack. Yes. Did I give you the stats for that? Yes, you did. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I had an idea. Um, you know how it says it has a knockback? Am I able yes. to use my slam to kind of, say, throw an opponent? I'm going to say no. Um, if fair. you want to throw an opponent, it would be a strength contest. Um, because what you're doing is you're essentially just swatting them to the ground. Okay. If fail on this. That's fair. So if I you just actively want to throw someone, then it's a strength thing. Yeah. Um, oh, so it's my turn on the initiative? It is your turn, yes. Phenomenal. Um, I look at bandit number four and reach into a small bag and say, catch this, and I throw a small ball towards him. Okay. As it just kind of unfurls into a dire wolf. And just <laughs> Let me find where the wolf goes. And then I will bonus action transform. Okay. So I'll say the wolf goes right there. Um, I'll give you control of that. Thank you kindly. Um, and that will be it for my turn as I've used both my action and bonus action. Okay, bandit number two, the lonesome boy, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. The last one to emerge from the trees because he rolled in that one on initiative. Um, is going to make three attacks against Leonet, slashing out with his scimitar twice and stabbing with his dagger. Um, That's three different. And... Yep, three different attacks, uh, and it has advantage on all of them. The first one missed. Second one is a nine plus 14 to hit. No. Okay. In that case, an 11 won't hit. No. Uh, so he, he missed on all of them. And that was just... Oh, wait, hang on. Yeah. Sorry, I missed what you said then. Uh, what number is that one? This is number two. Ah, oh, yes. Perfect. So as we reach the top of the round, we'll just cut to a quick song break here on 106.9 Tune FM. You've been listening to Dungeons and Airwaves. We'll be right back.
And we're back, everyone, uh, at the top of the round with veteran number one, who is just going to slightly move up. And those of you, well, Leonette can sort of see that he is going to use his movement to peek around here um, and is going to shoot twice with his heavy crossbow uh, at Leonette, which is uh, an eight on one. And a nine on the other, so misses both. Um, and he didn't use all of his movements, so he's going to move back behind the tree. Can I swear at him as he tries to shoot at me? If you like, as long as you don't drop the F-bomb. Or you the bastard. 
your mother was a hamster and your father was convicted of bestiality. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. <laughs> you just see Kodak stare at the veteran, just like rage, just. <sighs> okay, so bandit number six, noticing that uh, Direwolf has appeared out of nowhere, uh, swings around to attack it before it can attack his friend, um, which is a 22 to hit on the Direwolf, Billy. That does indeed hit. Okay. Um, so that's a nine slashing damage on that attack. That one missed. Um, then a 15 to hit. That does hit also. On the direwolf. Um, that's my d4. Which is a six damage. Just double checking that was six. Yeah, six damage in total. Okay, cool. Okay, bandit number three. Um, going to attack Gordy, slashing out once again twice with its scimitar, um, with a twenty-two to hit. Yeah, that hits. Dealing seven slashing damage. Second attack is a seventeen to hit. That hit. Doing six slashing damage. And stabbing with the dagger misses both times with a total of uh, 12 and 9. Yep, does not hit. So, Leonette, you're up. Radio, I am going to move over here. So yep. that- so that I can see. Um, Bandit number two will get an attack of opportunity on that. Oh. Actually, they both will because oh, okay. you're leaving them melee range. All right. In that case, no, I don't want to take that risk. I'll take these bastards out instead. Um, okay. So, question. I obviously have burning hands. Yes. Um, okay. Nope. Never mind. That doesn't work. Um, what about this one? Um, nope. Okay, this one. Ah, okay, perfect. I am going to cast um, Scorching Ray. Um, okay. Which means I can cast them at, I believe, three rays of fire and hurl them at targets within range. Yes. So I will do that at, um, let's see, it's normally... 2d6, but if I cast it at third level, that makes it 3d6. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will cast a thing of uh, Scorching Ray at Bandit, at the two bandits that are next to me. Yep. And then Veteran 2. Okay. As long as that's not going to singe Codex Fur. No, 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 because it's, it's not an area of effect. It'll only hit the ones that you're targeting. Beautiful. I must make a ranged spell attack. On each three, and just that, that has my spell modifier, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so it's plus six to hit. Fantastic. Come on, three big ones. Let me hit all of them. Ha ha! Well, that was an 18. Um, yeah, which one are you hitting with that one? Oh, sorry. That will be Veteran 2. Veteran 2. And now the two. Uh, with an 18, that hits. 
perfect. And then the bandit, I guess the bandit next, like flippity hell. I can't see what the numbers are. So, um, Hang on. Yeah, let one. me just, I'll do that one next. That was a non 20. Yep. That hits. Come on. Complete the trifecta. Oh, this could be close. 17. Uh, that also hits. Yes. Okay. So I'll burn one of those spell slots. No pun intended. And that is 3d6. So do I have to roll 3d6 three times? Yes. Okay. First thing again, same order. So this one will be veteran one. A oh, veteran two, sorry. Yep. 14. Holy shit. 14. And then the next one, the one that's closer to veteran one. That was less successful. Seven. Seven. And then... Another good one. 16 on the third one. 16. Nice. And as a bonus action, I'm going to, um, let me just, I've just got to remind myself if there's any benefit to casting spiritual weapon at third level or not. Yes, it does more damage. Oh, bollocks. All right, then I'll burn my, I've got, I'll burn my, I'll burn another second, uh, third level spell slot. I'll have one left, but it is worth it. And I will cast spiritual weapon, which will take the form of, well, last time it was a whippersnipper, so I'm going to make it a little bit more creative, and I'm going to say, like, you know when you're like a meat cleaver that you pound, like you... Yeah. Also, I'm just reading the spell, and it's for every two slots above second, so you'd have to cast it at fourth level, which, I do um, which you can't. Okay, then they... So you can just cast it at second level, and it won't change. Yep, that'll do. I'll do that then. I've got two third-level spell slots now. That makes me good. So, yeah, no. But, you know, when you're, like, you've got to, like, the meat cleaver that you use to beat your meat with, that <laughs> Quote of the week! <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote and a half. But you know what I mean? Um, like, I, I do a mallet. Yeah. A meat tenderizer. Yeah. The mallet with spikes at the end of it. Yeah, a meat tenderizer. Yeah, it looks like a salt shaker with a handle. I love it. Basically, like I just I want a rocket firing a laser. I've got swords and axes and crossbows. I want my spiritual weapons to be creative and amusing. So let's go with the meat tenderizer. Okay, Um, I just realized I can't actually. I think my favorite spiritual weapon I've ever made was a feather. Out of trickery domain cleric. No, no, it was a feather-shaped sword. Nice. Like a short sword. Um, let me just find... Okay, this is going to be your spiritual weapon, Ben. I love it. Where do you want it? Well, wait, you, you drew it? No, 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 no. Oh, sweet. Yeah, okay. So move it over. I will... Um, the first... I'll attack, first of all... Um, the bandit that I did 16 damage to, the one that's next to both me and Gordy. This one? Yeah, that one. Okay. Roll to hit. Roll to hit plus my... Okay, this... So it's a plus six to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm assuming that hit because that was a 19. Yes, that hits. And it says, on a hit, the target takes force damage equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. So is that plus six again? No, that's your spell attack. The modifier is plus three. Okay. So if you go over to spells on your... um, 
on your character sheet, you can see that it'll have an effect thing and it has the damage. Yeah, I see it. That it does. Yeah. Sweet. In that case, that was a grand total of 10 damage. 10 damage to this one. Thank you, rolling seven. Very good. They can't, they can't, they can't dissipate, like they can't directly attack the spiritual weapon to make it dissipate, can they? No. Uh, Bandit 5 takes 3 damage from starting his turn in the fire. Immediately moves out and is going to throw 2 daggers at uh, Kodak with a... Ten to hit and a twenty to hit. Uh, the ten misses. The twenty does not. Which will be a grand total of seven points of piercing damage for that one, as it hits you in the shoulder. Yep. So you just kind of see the first dagger bounce off. Um, my new form is a little different to my previous. It's just got a bit more bone sticking out of it now. I don't yeah, look as okay. diseased as my sister, but there are bony ridges and stuff hidden in my fur now. He's going to move out. Actually, he's going to use his movement to climb up onto that. And from there, we'll also throw two daggers. Uh, this time, one at Leonet, and actually, they'll both be at Leonet. Uh, 17 to hit. Uh, no, 17 misses. Okay, so the other one will also miss then. Thank God for the um, shield. Yep, bandit four. Once again, capable of making three attacks. Uh, slashes twice at Kodak. And yeah, he has advantage because he's flanking with the veteran. Um, 24 to hit. That yep. doesn't he hit. That doesn't he hit. For seven slashing damage on that one. And then a 17 plus five for the dagger. That definitely hits. Which does four piercing damage. Veteran number two, taking fire damage. Oof, lots of fire damage on that boy. Isn't going to move out. And two longsword attacks, and advantage. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Ouch. Uh, which will be 2d8 plus 3, so 8, 9, 10, 11 points of slashing damage. Uh-oh. I lost the dice. And then once with the short sword for 22 to hit. Dealing 7 piercing damage as he slashes twice, missing once, but then stabbing in with the short sword. And Gordy, That's... it's your go. <laughs> oh, Cleeto Clee. 
Oh, good. They're nice and cozy now. Um... <laughs> Kodak's just like dreading fire again. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're too close to risk it now. Um, I will attack Bandit 4 with um, yep. my daggers. Um, so that is... Oh, one is a nat 20. That makes me happy. Nice. Um, so that's double dice, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so that is 12 damage. And then the other one was a 23 to hit. Also hits. Um, and that one was 5. I did bad math in the first one. That is 10 damage all up. And because he's flanked, I will use sneak attack and add an additional 3d6, which is 6, 7, an additional 7. So 17 damage all up. Okie dokie. He's looking pretty wounded. Anything else on your turn? Um... No, I don't think so. No. Okay, Kodak, you'll go. Okay. Um, my wolf, seeing old mate over here bleeding, is going to go to attack. And because pack tactics, it'll have advantage on its bite. Yep. E. Just double checking their plus to hit. Um, that'll be a thirteen. A 13 misses, unfortunately. That's okay. Um, I'm going to use my multi-attack. Go for it. First, I will be using a claw on old yep. mate here. Eee. i got to double check what my plus to hit is. Um, 15 hit. On bandit number four? Yep. That hits. Just rolling for damage now. That's unfortunate. Um, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Awesome. And the second attack? I'm going to use my new slam attack on veteran two. Okay. Um, just rolling to hit now. Um, 17. 17 does hit. Phenomenal. Let um, me just remind myself what I said he did. And that will be nine points of damage and a strength save, please. Nine points of damage and a strength save. To attempt to knock him back this way. <laughs> um, uh, to make him prone. Um, I was going for the knockback. So when I say, so when I said the like to throw him, um, it's a strength thing. I mean more that like it's not an attack on your part. Oh no no! I mean the part you stapled to the attack where I can knock them back. Did I say knockback? I thought I said knocked prone. You said knockback or prone. My bad. I forgot That's that okay. I said that. It's okay. That's why I write um, everything down. <laughs> Yeah, smart. Okay, so that was an 18 on his strength save. He made it. 
Uh, so how much damage did you say he did? Uh, nine. All right. How does he die? The veteran. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Kodak just kind of crumples him like a paper plate. You yeah, see he... cave in on, basically just crushes him to the point. Now that I'm a bit bigger, Kodak's still getting used to the new upgrade to his form and just kind of caves in that breastplate a bit. Yeah, really not used to it. Uh, anything else on your turn? Um, bonus action. I'm going to burn a second level spell slot and try and heal. Okay, go for it. Cool. I heal for... 13. Cool. That's it for my turn. All right. It'll be bandit number two. Um, and he will once again go to attack Leonette because he's right in front of him. Slashing twice uh, with a 24 to hit on the first one. Does a 24 hit Leonette? A 24 does indeed hit Leonette, and I would just like to say on the record, ouch. <laughs> well, not that ouch. That's only four slashing damage. Hallelujah. Second attack is, again, a 24, this time on the different dice. Um, eight slashing damage. Ouch. And just to rub salt in the wound, he stabs at you with a dagger, but misses on both accounts. Leonette's head for Wait, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like you don't have that little um, health, right? Um, and at the top of the round, because we've been going for so long, I will call it here. Um, we will pick up in combat at the top of the round here next week. Fantastic. Um, I hope you all enjoy listening to this episode. I hope Ben chooses some delightful songs. I trust that he always does. Um, and yeah I'll make sure that the rest of the episodes are up as soon as humanly possible Um, it's a lot of editing to do undoubtedly that it is yep Um, but thank you all for joining I hope you had a great night thank you so much for being thank you as per usual yes thank you all right um, I have been Ben, otherwise known as Leonet Lawkeeper. I have been Gordina or Emily. And I'm Billy and I play Kodak. And as always, I'm Ash. I've been your dungeon master and we hope you all have a wonderful night. <laughs>